Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. We are so excited to have Graham Allen back in studio. Graham Allen, Rant Nation. Officially here. Officially in Texas. Officially in Texas now, so I don't have to catch a plane after this, which is nice. I know. How does it feel? Does it feel different being in Texas? Do you feel like you're more free? I feel like everyone's not as excited that I'm here anymore. Like, like at first it was like, hey, Graham, nice to see you. Now it's like, uh, uh." But no, no, it's good. It's good. Good. Well, we're really glad to have you uh, as a permanent fixture and not just flying in and out out of the night. Uh, All right, Stu, what is the top story for you? Uh, As we walk towards socialism here in this country, uh, we get to see what's at the end of that road in Venezuela. And it's paved in gold? Oh, it sure is. (laughs) All right, great. Great. Graham. Uh, As of three hours ago, Miley Cyrus launched a photo that's taking the internet by storm in her campaign with Planned Parenthood, basically making it seem like abortion is this amazing thing. And it's just like cake. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, All right. Jason Buttrell. So we've heard uh, people like Elizabeth Warren talk about breaking up big tech companies. What do we do with them? And that's just crazy, Elizabeth. So I haven't really been paying much attention. But now the government is starting to get involved and I'm getting a little worried. Mm, All right. Well, a lot to get into there. First, we want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. Graham, have you seen this? You're a shooter. Have you seen iTarget Pro? No, I've heard of it. Okay. Oh, my gosh. We have to bring one in for you to play with. Okay. You will love it. It's so fun. It's literally a laser bullet. You put it in your gun, and Jason, you could probably speak to the, you know, all of the the intricacies of it better than I can, but um, it's like you're you're dry firing your gun with the laser bullet. Okay. Yeah, so you can fire over and over and over, but you're not using ammunition, and you've got the iTarget um, app that you put on your phone. Is it checking if you're pulling and stuff like that when you, okay. Yeah, it's like like, so you can check your dry fire. Okay, got it, got it, got it. I'm there. Yes, it's amazing. So you use that. Practice in your living room, make it a game with your kids, see who can get, you know, who has the best aim. Um, And the best part of all is that um, it pays for itself with, uh, you know, you don't have to spend money on range fees and you don't have to spend money on ammunition. It pays for itself really, really quickly, as I'm sure you know, Graham. Um, Ammunition costs, those add up real quick when you have multiple people shooting. It does. Um, So you can train at home with iTarget Pro. You can go to itargetpro.com, get free shipping and 10% off right now with offer code NEWS. That is itargetpro.com. Father's Day is around the corner. That's a perfect Father's Day present. So itargetpro.com, promo code NEWS. Uh, Stu, you said socialism is great. It's going great in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Everyone <laughs> is, you know, um, eating and drinking uh, mightily. Yes, living like kings is, and queens. I mean, look, mm-hmm. it, we, this is the time to run towards socialism. We're seeing this shining example. You know, Ronald Reagan talked about the shining city on the hill. I mean, that's Venezuela. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and we get to go see if we want that outcome. We can go chase that outcome, right? It's available to us. And, you know, we had for years and years and years, we had left uh, wingers here in the United States telling us that if we would just look at what Venezuela was doing, we could solve all of our problems. And they kept saying it through Hugo Chavez, through when they took over the energy industry, when they took over the media in the country. They kept telling us. They kept going down and visiting him. They kept... Praising and praising Hugo Chavez, then into Nicolas Maduro. This was not that long ago. No, this it was is 2011, 12. 12 it normally 14. doesn't take long for socialism to destroy things. Yes. Either, you know, it normally point. doesn't take very long. It works well to do that. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that's not supposed to be the outcome you're going after, although I think a lot of times it is. Um, but if you look at uh, how bad are things in Venezuela now, um, it is, it's a real crap heap is what it is. Uh, oh, let me yeah. give you some stats about how Venezuela, uh, how, how this whole thing is turning out, and then I want to get into 
Why do we keep walking towards it? If this, if this is the end of the road, why are we walking towards it? Venezuela has lost a tenth of its population in the past two years. Wow. Many of them have escaped over the border and trekked over mountains to escape this country. Wow. This uh, socialist paradise. Uh, the oil output in the country has fallen faster in the past year than Iraq's after the American invasion in 2003. Uh, war. Yeah, it's war. Like, war. Remember, literal I, war. war. Yeah, yeah, they were literal. setting the oil fields on fire. As, uh, you know, if you remember this, they were on fire. We had to go in and put fires out at the oil fields. And to, and to go with your point on point one, where they're leaving the country, and again, comparing that to the war, wars in the Middle East, it's now they're now leaving Venezuela at a rate higher than they were leaving Syria going into uh, yeah. Europe. Amazing. Higher rate. Wow. Uh, hyperinflation is expected to reach 10 million percent this year. <laughs> I mean, that's it. What was Zimbabwe? Uh, it was. It's. This is worse than Zimbabwe. Um, in fact, uh, you know, they talked about people uh, in the you know, actual individuals who are trying to live their lives, and mm-hmm. and like this one guy, he lives on making bone broth, which I mean, mm. you, that sounds delicious. Hey. I, know. Uh, I actually <laughs> like bone broth, yeah. but I don't know. The, I mean, I prefer I don't think to eat like something this else. Bone, I don't think you'd like this. Bone that's broth. something you actually yeah, would but eat. But what I, bones I, is it made from? The, uh, is the whatever it's bones like, they find in the street, as right? long as it's keto. It is one of those things, though, like that when that is your only thing that you can eat. Right. right? Uh, so bone broth. And I think they had he said some other thing that they were making. But when they sell it, he has to go f- directly from there to buy more bones uh, because of the fact that if he brings it to the bank, it will lose all its value by the time he takes it out of the bank. Wow. So they have to just take it immediately and spend it because it's going so fast. That's how bad it is. Uh, by year's end, Venezuela's gross domestic product will have shrunk by 62 percent. More than twice the decline of the collapse of the Soviet Union. Wow. Uh, I mean, well, this is not good. I've got my good. vacation tickets booked oh, already. Yeah. Oh, at this point. I'm no. ready. Let's and do this thing. It used to be a vacation location. You think about, you think about remember the Natalie Holloway, uh, Holloway? Hall, Holloway yes. story yes. from back in the day? That was Aruba. It's right off the coast of Venezuela. I mean, like right. this is like this used to be a tropical place where you could go and visit. Uh, not anymore. Well, you, with this, the way it's going, you probably could go and buy Caracas. You could and stay there for yeah, the summer. For like nice dollars <laughs> city home. Yeah. <laughs> Real incomes in Venezuela have fallen to the levels last seen in the country in 1979. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think the last one, oh, the hospital has no medication or no patients. They talked about the last patient that went in there with a kidney issue uh, did not come out, uh, died almost immediately mm-hmm. uh, with no treatment and no medicine. Uh, and Venezuela has the largest economic collapse now outside of war in at least 45 years. That includes the Soviet Union. It includes um, uh, Zimbabwe. So it's actually now worse than Zimbabwe, which who could even think that, it, that something like that could be possible in a country where uh, it was, you know, it was the breadbasket of this breadbasket of this area. I mean, it was the it was the it was the hot place to live yeah. for a very long time. Um, this is a, of course, now you will find all of those facts in uh, the New York Times, which you give them some credit for actually reporting it. How, the word you will not find in that particular story socialism. is socialism, mm-hmm. right. which is problematic. Though they have hit it occasionally. I can't say that they never do. And they do say a big part of this is our disastrous policy decisions, which I would have been a little more descriptive <laughs> of what those policy decisions were because we've got 24 candidates recommending them right now mm-hmm. here in the United States. And uh, look, you know, no one's going to say I want my country to be like Venezuela now. But remember, they were just saying it a few years ago when all this stuff was building. No one takes responsibility for the country after its collapse. But you yeah. have to go back and look at who was advocating for it before its collapse. This was the left. They're pushing it all. And it's, it's an amazing moment in, a, in human history that a country that has been as successful as ours would look towards Venezuela right now, would look towards socialism right now and see something that they want. See, an entire party is embracing this, uh, this policy uh, package. And 
I, 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 it's inexplicable to me. What's What's amazing is the excuses that even place you know outlets like the New York Times, the Washington Post, um, politicians pick one. Yeah. The excuses they make for socialism, like that, is at the core. That's that's the problem. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. But they'll say, oh yeah, disastrous policy decisions. They won't even say it was socialist in nature. They'll say, oh, he didn't diversify the economy enough. <laughs> You know, something like that. Or diversify the economy when you have the largest oil reserves. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Just do it competently. Uh, And they were doing it until the government took it over. And then it fell apart. Yeah, but, but and it goes even further than that. Like, oh, it's not socialism; it's a dictatorship. You know, it's not socialism. It's it's because of their dictatorship, or it's not. It's not. It's it's and it's that, and it's compounded with bread, the breadcrumbs there of yeah, how yeah. that how that always that seems, yeah, always time. seems to go every yeah. single time, and that's where they don't want to go because yeah. it's oh no, it's the power to the people. You know, it's the people's power. It's not like you know the government. It's not there. You know, it's people. They're in control. If you want to know what what uh, Maduro's uh, pitch was, if you want to know what um, uh, Hugo Chavez's pitch was go back and watch the video that came out two days ago from the Bernie Sanders campaign in which he says look we won't we don't want that craziness what we want is this this and this we want the people to have the power he's saying <laughs> all the same things it's all pre-collapse socialist nonsense and that's what's hilarious also is they, they try to separate Chavism from Maduro like, yeah. as if they're two they separate did, like yeah. they don't agree Ch- Maduro is his hand-picked successor yes like, he would not have gotten the job unless he wanted him. He agreed with everything that he was all about. There was no difference. And to be fair, in this time story, um, they did say it was both. Uh, they did actually mention Chavez. A lot of times, you're right, they'll try to draw that line. It's like, it was going great until Maduro got in there, and we hired this bus driver, and he screwed it all up. Well, that's not the truth. And the <laughs> Times did acknowledge that, at least. Graham, do you think that, um, I know that you've, you know, you are former military. You've been, you're far more traveled whether it's places that you wanted to be in or not, than the average American. Do you feel like there we are at this strange place now in America where we're so privileged and so sheltered and don't understand how things work in any other place other than our own? Completely. That that's why we're leaning we're, towards socialism? We are experiencing the cons of living in such a great an amazing country. Same thing, break it down on the most basic level. It's the same thing uh, if you came from nothing, you work super hard, you get rich or well off, you want your children to never have to know what it was like to experience what you did. Well, what ends up happening is a side effect from that. Your children then become spoiled and they have mm-hmm. no idea what it's like to not have these things. Well, you're seeing that now. You see this younger generation that has never known true oppression. They've never known segregation. They've never known any of these things. They've just known that they get whatever they want, however they want it, whenever they want it. And that's all the way it should be. But going back to Bernie Sanders, what you were saying, because I just saw his lovely picture pop up. There he is. Look at him. Larry Davis. His new, his new hashtag, or I don't know if it's going to be his slogan campaign, is this no middle ground thing that he's doing now, mm. hashtag no middle ground. Uh, Does that not sound dictator-like to you? Uh, yeah. Isn't that, doesn't that sound like a, a just a small look into the future if Bernie Sanders wins? No middle ground. Isn't that the direct opposite? E pluribus unum out of mm. many one America. You know, isn't there, doesn't that by very principle mean there has to be some middle ground yeah. in there somewhere? I'm telling you, they are they are laying their cards out in front of everybody to see. And unfortunately, there's, there's a, I think it's four out of 10 Americans right now are embracing yeah. mm-hmm. socialism, not accepting, embracing socialism. And so that's a, that's a, that's a sad thing. Do last word on that. And socialism turns, you know, uh, uh, 
aspirational leaders into dictators. That's, yes. that's why it ends this way. Mm-hmm. You think about a Bernie Sanders, and again, like, you know, Bernie's Bernie, and, you know, who knows? I'm not, I'm not accusing Bernie of anything like this, but, like, think of the progression of what happens here. Bernie Sanders, let's say he gets re president of the United States or in another country, a dictator or whatever it is. Then you have a situation where you've staked your entire life's work on the success of socialism. When it fails, you can't let it fail. Mm -hmm. This is all you have. Mm -hmm. So you fight it, you fight it, you grab more control and more control, and you extend that deadline, you get that ramp a little bit longer, Uh, the runway is a little bit longer, and eventually you grab all the power you can, and what's happening to Maduro happens to you. And then, of course, yeah, then you get brutal. Then you start killing people. Then you start imprisoning people. This is how the progression happens every single time. It starts off seeming like it's going to be nice. It's the type of stuff that people go on college campuses and want. Uh, That's not the way it ends. And, you know, we get to this point where we're so spoiled that, you know, you wind up complaining about microaggressions. Well, this is not a microaggression. Socialism has killed 100 million people in the last century. Mm -hmm. So that's not a microaggression. That's a big aggression, a big boy aggression. (laughs) And uh, if you want to deal with that, you're going to wind up regretting it, And as everyone who's ever tried it has yeah all right back in a minute we'll just pick one of those nice dictators though oh yeah the benevolent dictators yeah. oh, they always they all at the end they're always super okay. all right before we get back into the conversation want to thank our sponsor cruise through history so in case you haven't heard there is an amazing cruise coming up uh it is spring of 2020 and Mr. Stuber Gear will be there. I will be. You guys are going to what? Venice, Croatia, uh, Greece, Greece, uh, Israel. Israel. Um, we're going to eat a lot of Italian food. Yeah, that, which is uh, why you're there. I heard. Thing, really? Yeah, I have nothing to do. I can't give you any details about history. You're, you're traveling say, outside the country. I am. This, I am. This is happening. This is, for Italian food. <laughs> well, it's really good Italian food. First of all, <laughs> second of all, this cruise is going to be really awesome. Um, and I, I think like a lot of people are going to go on there and they're going to hear Glenn and, and all these people with really smart opinions on history. At some point, that's going to get old, and that's when you come find me, <laughs> uh, and we'll actually have a good time. So uh, he's in the casino somewhere. Yes, I'm in the casino or at the bar, and you can come find me. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have some fun. You can go back, you know, and then, you know, David Barton can tell you something interesting. But in between, there'll be some fun in there. <laughs> you don't have to, as Glenn keeps saying, this, you don't have to go listen to all of us talk. You know, you can always just go sit by the pool. Oh, good, because that's what I'm doing. What he's going to be doing. <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, there's, I mean, those places, are you kidding me? There's so much history in all of those places. And to have, you know, Glenn, uh, Bill O'Reilly, David Barton, um, all of these people there to, you know, walk alongside you and, you know, give you all of these historical tidbits that you did not know. It's going to be an amazing time. You can go to uh, comesailaway.com for more details. I know there there are different packages and stuff that you can pick from. So go there right now, comesailaway.com. Pick your packages and book it. Mark it on the calendar. uh, Cruise through history, spring 2020. All right, Graham. You Mm. said Miley Cyrus. Miley, 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 Mm. Miley, Miley, Miley. Uh, yeah, Miley Cyrus. I'm Ro- not- good role model, Miley Cyrus, you mean. Fantastic. Yes. Uh, there, there she is. I want my daughter to be just like that when uh, <laughs> she grows up. Uh, yeah, so this literally happened three hours ago. So this, this photo was posted three hours ago. It's all over the internet. When I looked at it about an hour ago, it had two million likes in three hours. Mm. Um, and as you can see from the video, it is her, it, she appears to be nude. Uh, seductively licking this cake that says abortion is health care. And in the caption, she goes on to say that this is a collaboration with Planned Parenthood, which means Planned Parenthood is paying her money yes. to uh, to do this, whatever this campaign is. They haven't let, let it be known what the campaign is yet, but I just find this 
absolutely like shocking this video or, or this photo what world are we in even if you're pro-choice okay let, let's go with that hypo i'm assuming everyone here is not pro-choice but but let's just say hypothetically you were even if you're pro-choice why would you celebrate abortion you know what what is good about it you know even if you believe that, that is something that you're supposed to be able to do and have the right to do why, why are we entering into this world now to where people are this? Yeah, Whether you it, agree it was, with it or don't, it's awful either way. Right, right. it was supposed to be safe, legal, and rare. It's terrible. Evil, right? There's nothing good about it. It's like, it's like uh, people that glorify divorce, mm. right? Oh, divorce party and right. stuff like that. No, divorce is yeah. not supposed to be a good thing. Mm -hmm. Now, are there circumstances where divorces and things like that are necessary? I'm not saying that it's not. Right. What I'm saying is most people should not go out and celebrate their abortion. You were supposed to enter the marriage thinking that you would you, That's be all I'm saying is, yeah. is, is, is we have entered in a society where there are no values of any kind anymore. And what I mean by that is <laughs> I believe abortion to be murder, straight up. Plain up, as plain as day as I can be. Um, I've taken a lot of fire over it, over my support of Alabama. And we haven't had these discussions. I don't know where you guys feel on this. Uh, the president came out and he said that he is anti-abortion except for rape clause. Mm -hmm. Alabama came under such fire because they did not have that clause in there. I disagree with the president on this, personally. I, you show me two sonograms and tell me which one is a rape yeah. baby and which one isn't. And then you tell me which one's actually allowed to live and which one's not. So to me, I think Alabama made the right call mm -hmm. in that if, we, if, we're, if we're talking about defining a life, then you can't say if these two people conceived a child consensually, that's a baby. And just I'm not saying it's not a horrible thing. Yeah. But then you can't turn around and say, well, because that have that that's not really a baby. You see? I, and that's where I stand. I up. don't think Graham you've been homies. in better company <laughs> in your entire life I, than next to well, these two gentlemen right here. It's not easy. It, no, it's, it's not. not. It's yeah. not easy. It's a terrible, yeah. terrible thing. And of course, people attack me. You know, they automatically go after my daughter. I hope your daughter is raped at 11 years old, and she has to do it. Well, first of all, at 11 years old, that would probably fall into the health crisis criteria, right? Mm -hmm. Because most 11-year-olds are not able to carry right. a term. Sure. Right. You know, incest. People like to bring up incest. Well, what about incest? And the baby has issues. Well, that would fall into, does the baby have serious medical conditions mm -hmm. at that point? You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They're proving their own arguments ahead of time. And it's less than 1.4%. And when it comes to laws and regulations, you cannot be emotional when you do these things. You have to look at the way it is. I mean, I, I'm in complete agreement. And less than 1.4% of a situation is not the reason to, to determine we are not God. We, it is not the, and if we get into this situation where we are saying when we believe someone is actually a person, mm -hmm. And we're no better than all of these dictators and monsters that we've fought throughout history. I want to also, um, I want to bring up the point, too, that it's terrifying to me that they have seemed to have taken control of this messaging. Mm -hmm. They're so good at this yep. that now the phrase is abortion is health care. And they just, like sheep, like useful mm -hmm. idiots, as Glenn says, they just repeat it. As They're if making that's it trendy. Correct. It's a trendy thing. Like uh, refugees, when all, the, when all the celebrities showed up on the red carpet with the let them in, stuff like that. It's the trendy thing yeah, yeah. now. I, invi I invite them to keep doing this crap. Keep, keep doing this. This is the exact same thing that now has how many states looking to just get mm -hmm. rid of it, period? 
Yeah. This is the re- and, and this is more. And I personally believe this is more than just single states doing this. I think this is a concerted effort to push this to the Supreme Court. Let them do it. Yeah. Let this go to the Supreme Court in a couple. Uh, let's say a couple years. Hopefully, uh, uh, Trump will win next election, and then maybe we can get Amy Barrett in there. Yeah, like, then let's see what happens. It's still going to be very hard. The way that the but, Supreme Court looks right now, I. I don't see anything changing. Uh, we, yeah, we've talked about oh, that yeah, before. I, yeah, nothing's, there's no nothing's gonna way change. John Roberts is right. You can't count on Roberts. You can't count on Kavanaugh either. No, neither one of them. I mean, it's you have for, Clarence Thomas, you would have, let's say you had Barrett. I mean, but uh, Barrett even, like Barrett, we don't even know about Barrett. Barrett has a very short track record. I like her generally, but mm-hmm. she was not on the first list that Trump put out there, which is no. a significant thing that we should not forget. This is what happened with Kavanaugh. I mean, like, you know, Kavanaugh had the, absolutely qualified to go, and he was treated ridiculously poorly. But I'm, I'm a little scared so far of the earlier the results on that one. Um, Barrett is kind of the same issue. Like, everyone kind of thinks she's a very strong social conservative and, and, and that she would be great. Maybe that's true. But again, it's a, it's a short record that we have on her, and she was not on the original list. And that makes me a, a little nervous. There's still 20 people who are on the original list that are still not Supreme Court justices. So, like, once he gets past 20, I think we could start making new lists. But like, I think we should go back to the original list a little bit. Um, I, quickly, I just want to say on, uh, on, on Miley Cyrus, like, uh, it's, it's just a, it's a bizarre thing that we have to like, make these things into celebrity issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the idea that abortion... Seek celebrities. Yeah, Seek them out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Abortion yeah. is a lot of things. One thing it is not is health care. It's <laughs> yeah. just not health care. The only thing that's happening is ending a life. Right. That's not health care. That's the worst health care ever. And I will say, if I'm Miley Cyrus and I get a call from Planned Parenthood and they say, look, we were thinking about abortion and we thought of you. They gave like, her, that is they a gave weird sell. I don't know oh, that yeah. for a fact. They gave her oh, millions. Probably a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. Sure. If we could go back to the photo just one more time, the, the biggest thing that I think people need to realize is this photo, she didn't just randomly take that with her smartphone. Oh, no. This is a marketing her, the photographer, the campaign managers, uh, Planned Parenthood, they all sat there and decided what it needed to look like, how it needed to look, and they decided that abortion is such an amazing thing that they should depict it in this manner. And, and, And that's what people need to realize when they look at things like this. This didn't happen just yesterday. This has been oh, yeah. weeks, probably months. Lots of money changing in planning. hands. Yeah, because you've got to have legal contracts and everything to oh. even work with Miley Cyrus. And so it's just it's just, it's just, scary. Did it's you, you said that people are now photoshopping the cake. Yes. And they're putting new things on there. Yes. I, would, I would like when someone in the audience can maybe make one that says, uh, can we see the picture one more time? Uh, I would like to have one that just says, this cake now has venereal disease. <laughs> <laughs> that, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Graham, really quickly, um, before we have to go to break, I have noticed just an absurd amount of men who are parroting the same, well, it's her body. Well, who are you to say what a woman does with her body? And, I mean, does it trouble you um, the rate that men are just so quick to just take all of the responsibility away from their plate in creating the baby? Three things. One, those men are cowards, in my opinion. They're so afraid of backlash they, I don't believe yeah. that half of those men even believe that. It's like a saying. white knight sort of thing. They're, yeah. they're, so they're that, neutered. Is that, what they're saying. neutered mm-hmm. and they're cowards and they just simply don't want to speak their mind. Um, two, it's not their body. Mm-hmm. It's not. From, from the minute, it's, it, it is not. That I have never said what a woman should do with her body. I'm simply saying what you shouldn't do to the body of the baby growing inside of you. All women should have a choice. Mm-hmm. Third, you choose to be able to choose who you're going to sleep with knowing that there's a possibility of a baby. You're less than 1.4% of the time where that doesn't happen. 
as horrible as it is, what we really need to be talking about is harsher punishment for rapists, um, government maybe stepping in or counseling services stepping in to help those individuals through that more. Mm -hmm. But if we get into the situation of deciding what circumstances have to happen in perfect form and matter for someone to be considered a, a, a person and who not, then, then what's the point? We're done, yeah. All right, back in a minute. I just, like, disgusting. Dude. Oh, I know. By the way, that is, I don't find that to be seductive. Graham, we got about uh, 20 seconds before overtime. Tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, you can find me by Graham Allen, Googling it anywhere, but especially you can go to iTunes and download or anywhere you listen to iTunes, uh, the Dear America podcast. Which uh, is hot right now, we, might I add. We, we've been very, very blessed and very humbled by the response. Yeah. So, go there now. Overtime starts next. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Hey, those of you uh, living in Texas, congrats. I don't know if you know this, but really, really big amazing changes are taking place. Uh, Governor Abbott just signed the law into effect. Listen to what he had to say. Have you ever ordered food or groceries from a retailer to be delivered to your home and also wish that you could order beer or wine to be delivered to your home? Well, I'm about yeah. to sign a law that allows you to do just that. I love that he's doing these videos. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. so great. Whoever his social person is, is <laughs> Just signs it. Enjoy responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Governor Abbott. Uh, the new law doesn't start until September 1st, but in Football honor season. of the That's new strategic. law, yes, in strategic. honor of the new law, we have got our uh, our beer and wine. Me with oh, the wine. Governor. So cheers to Governor Abbott. All right. That was a oh, very aggressive oh, cheers, boom. Jason. My goodness. Uh, all right. So, Jason, I want you to be able to get into big tech, which I'm sure you're going to terrify all of us because all of this always terrifies me. How can I follow that up with beer and wine delivery? Oh, that's, no, that's fair. Well, technology will help you get it to your house. True. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. Amen. Um, I think we can all agree that I think we can all agree that something has to be done as far as like Facebook, Google. Um, something has to be done as far as like how they're censoring. Um, what you're giving me the one that stank guy, but follow me through here. Yeah, no, I am. You know, it I, always I mean, nothing good follows with something has to yeah. be done. Right. <laughs> something has to be done, but it's not more government intervention. It's less. You can agree with that, right? Uh, yeah, well, that's to me doing less, so it's not something being done. Right. It's something well, being, not, being, not done. being done, which so, I like. So something they could do, for instance, on that, something for social media, like right now they're, they're treated as platforms, basically. Mm -hmm. um, they need to be stripped of that. They need to be stripped of that, absolutely. It was the uh, the Decency Act. When mm -hmm. was this? Like back in the, right when the internet was first coming, becoming a thing. Mm -hmm. They wanted to protect them from uh, what other people might put on their platform, uh, put on their their sites but the but the thing now is that they kind of assume that they'd all be, always be impartial they just kind of assumed it well now that we're kind of figuring out that they're not then but they're still reaping the benefits of protection from the government something's got to be done mm -hmm. the government needs to step in and say we're stepping back we're gonna we're gonna get rid of that you handle your, your business on that if you can't you know manage your sites and I'm sure there's another site that can come in and do it better than you are that's how the free market works that's how it should work 
Well, now it's going even a step further. I just saw um, today that the House, House Judiciary Committee, um, the Department of Commerce, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Federal Trade Commission and the Justice Department are looking into way, they're actually actively already investigating, doing something about breaking up Facebook, Google, Amazon, and Apple. Mm. Actively investigating them. That's terrifying to me. And when you look back, and because I'm a big nerd, I looked back in the history on when, like, antitrust, we kind of th just throw that out anytime we want to say, hey, they're a monopoly, you know, antitrust, let's right. get them, let's break them up. Antitrust became a thing uh, partly because there was a, a ridiculously smart businessman named John Rockefeller, and he created these trusts back for, for Standard Oil, and the trust was... Basically, he would have, let's say, uh, you know, a, a big-time railroad guy, you know, that owned a railroad company, and another guy that owned this pipeline, and all these other uh, places to where they would kind of collude together. They would give their shares to uh, to um, to uh, shareholder, or they would give their shares to trusts within the within the company, and then they would all kind of collude and drive prices down if they want to drive prices down or drive somebody out, you know, business, whatever. That's what allowed them to become who they were. Well, the antitrust, which uh, came in uh, Roosevelt, I believe, 1899-ish, uh, was to say, let's, we're going to break up. The, you can't do these trusts anymore because this, that's kind of messing stuff up. Well, at that time, we didn't, we were becoming an industrialized nation. They didn't even really know what was going to happen. We had the railroads were getting huge or the meat packing plants, which, uh, you know, the muckrakers went after with uh, Upton Sinclair, which was a lie. And that's another story. Um, but all these other, they came together to break up all these industries. Well, they didn't even have a frame of reference. They didn't have a frame of reference. So they didn't know like, well, let's say if we let Rockefeller continue on, which at the time he was the richest man in the world, 90% of oil uh, was going through mm -hmm. standard, standard oil. Um, they didn't have a frame of reference of, well, what happens if there's innovation that happens later on? Mm -hmm. You know, what happens if they get a little bit too cozy with everything they've got in place? And is there another company that would rise up and push them out of business? They had no frame of reference for that. Well, now we still have those laws. Roosevelt doubled down on those and made it even worse. So that's when we started having, like, the Department of Commerce came into uh, play, Federal Trade Commission, which their entire reason for being is just to regulate business, mm -hmm. regulate what, what these companies can and can't do. It is not the government's place. If you are a conservative, libertarian, if, if you fit along those, some of those lines, it's not the government's place to come in and say, you, are, you two guys are very, very successful businessmen. You're very, very good at what you're doing. But everything you built, your own private property, we're going to take it and we're going to split it apart. That's insane. That is something, a, I don't, that's something you would hear about that would happen in the Soviet Union, for crying out loud. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Th that is not their place to do. We have a frame of reference for big tech already. The government's already got, uh, gone after IBM. Has anybody even freaking seen an IBM computer in the past 10 years? No. no. Well, you know, they're still a pretty big company. But, yeah, they, they are out there. I mean, Apple's certainly bigger now. Right? Yeah, absolutely. These other companies, can't, Compaq, actually, I think, came in and started dethroning IBM. Mm -hmm. um, but then Dell, all these other guys. Innovation happened and pushed them aside, but they were considered a monopoly at the time. Yeah. So um, was MySpace, by the way. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It was. So. Look how that turned out. Yeah. <laughs> it's and, and and the list goes on and on. There was a there was an uh, antitrust suit on uh, Microsoft uh, because of remember like Netscape Navigator and Explorer and uh, and like Word and their Office Suite. Well, now everyone pretty much uses just cloud based, you know, like Google products or whatever. Right. Yes, Google is the big boy on the block right now, but they're not always going to be. They tried this in the early 90s when the internet first came on. They're trying it again as these companies have gotten bigger. This is just a never-ending cycle. These companies will break up on their own. They'll rise. There'll be a fall. Things will be very natural. The supply and demand, the, the, the market will fix this and correct it. 
We don't need to go in and do socialist type, uh, you know, uh, solutions like what Elizabeth Warren wants to do. Leave them alone. It's their business. They're very, very good businessmen, but another one will rise. Yeah. And there's a difference between a fundamental human right and something that's awesome. And we lose track of that. Yeah. I mean, the internet is awesome. It's fantastic. But we do not have a fundamental human right to the internet. Most people lived an entire human history without it. People think uh, Google is like a utility, yeah, for crying out loud. It is not a utility. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kamala Harris was saying this. We have the um, new Democratic uh, candidate power rankings coming out tomorrow. Yes. Um, and I was working on that. And Kamala Harris mm-hmm. had an interesting uh, comment about Facebook, which she said, very few people can get through their daily lives, home, and work without using Facebook. What? And it's like, that is like, how on earth can you think that that's true? Like, that is like such a fascinating thing. What was oh. that list that came out? The top stressors for millennials? Oh, millennials. Was like the oh. four out of the top ten had to do with their phone. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. with their social media, absolutely. <laughs> no. About a third of Americans don't use Facebook at all. So you're talking about 100 million people don't use it at all, and they're somehow able to get through their lives. And you know, a lot of people, you know, another 20 million or so don't even, you know, use it regularly. Like, you know, they might have an account but never really get to it. Point being, though, that it's like, yes, it's popular. And yes, it's, it, it does some things that some people find useful. I find it very much the opposite. Like, I think it's just nothing but a time suck. And I get very little to anything out of it. I mean, I, people like Facebook. I'm, I'm happy when you, you go on and you click, like, click <coughs> on Graham's awesome videos. Like, it's awesome and we appreciate it. But it's like, you know, like, I don't mean to say that, like, you, if you get enjoyment out of it, great. That's great for you. But that is not something. Like, Netflix is something I do enjoy. There's no role for government when it comes to Netflix. They have no role at all. At all. They should stay out of it. And we've seen the Internet is the ultimate example of free market capitalism at work. There's been mm-hmm. almost no restrictions on it from the beginning. This side of like, hey, you can't uh, hire hitmen, uh, no child porn, yeah. no selling hardcore drugs or mass or Unless missiles. you use it to infringe right, like, upon right, an yeah. actual right. Of exactly. Yeah. And what has happened? It's it's. It's revolutionized the world, not always in great ways. You know, I mean, there's been some negatives. That's that's you know, like sometimes people will use capitalism in ways you don't like. That's not your job to figure out whether whether you like them or not. Is it violating someone's rights? Then the government can step in. Outside of that, they shouldn't be. And in these situations, like a lot of times, even conservatives, you'll see it often. Right? Like you know, conservative you know uh, videos get banned. You know, government should step in. Look, you are not guaranteed a right to an audience when in the Constitution. You are, you know, like there will be, there are plenty of competitors that compete with YouTube. You know, Vimeo, there's a million of them. You can, and they, they don't have the audience there that, that YouTube has. Well, you don't have a constitutionally guaranteed right to an audience. Um, you know, these companies should be able to do whatever they want. And, and as far as what you're talking about, I think, Jason, when it says the protections that they get, especially from copyright infliction and other illegal videos that could be uploaded, they basically can't run these businesses if those protections go away. Um, and that's not my problem. That's really their problem. They're going to have to figure out a way around that, or they're going to have to figure out a way to be balanced. Because I oh, think they'll figure something out pretty quickly oh, yeah. once they start getting hit with multiple million-dollar lawsuits. Yeah. They'll clean yeah. up their act. Oh, yeah. They'll self-regulate on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's guaranteed. I don't know how they do it technically, but and they're smart people, you know. And the, the bottom line is, you can't have people stealing and just because you have a platform that people can post things that are, you know, uh, that are copyrighted. It's not it's not something that like you know like that is not my responsibility to control. You created this thing and don't tell me that it's a utility. It's not it's not it's not providing anything. It's not it's not sewage. 
It's not water. It's not electricity. It's a it's a distraction that honestly probably does more negative in a lot of ways than positives. So don't act like you're going to step in with all your government power. Gov- Democrats always want to do that. And we always know how it ends. And, and, the, and the vast majority of when these monopolies or large corporations come get that way is because they were enabled by government misstep in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like that law. Mm-hmm. That's the reason the whole reason why they're having problems with uh, deplatforming and all that stuff today. Um, or yeah. with with Bell back in the day, AT and T. Um, the reason being is because they were heavily colluded with the government. The government was helping, was in league with them, helping them do that. Yeah, and I gotta say, like you know, if you are pissed off that like they're pulling down PragerU videos, right, and you're like you're pissed off about that, I'm pissed off about it too, right? But if the government comes in, the problem with this is people from Prager University are not going to be writing the laws. They're not going to be the ones writing the regulations. They are going to be the ones hit by the regulations once they're in place. You know, it's not going to be a bunch of smart conservatives putting together a free market approach. What it's going to be is a bunch of Google types and Facebook types and YouTube types and, you know, Twitter types. They're going to go in there and they're going to say, well, these are the things we want to stop hate speech. And we happen to define pro-life standpoints as hate speech. Like, you don't win these things. You know, the left is the one that they're going to put in the regulations that are going to control the right. It happens every single time. It never works out for conservatives. But we're tempted by this because... We're always tempted. Like, that's the natural. Tyranny is the very much the standard state of humanity. We, it's been that way the entire time. We're the exception. Mm-hmm. United States is the exception that fought against that and changed the world. We're always tempted to go back that way, and we have to make sure we don't go that way. Yeah. Uh, Graham, there is a pastor who is taking some heat mm-hmm. for... Praying. A, yeah, a really big... The president. A, a big sin, yeah. right? Yeah. Praying? Yeah, of all, of, all, of all people to pray for, the president. Yeah, there he is right there. Donald Trump sporting his new hairdo <laughs> that everybody was uh, freaking out about. By, it, which yeah. is basically just hat head, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. I don't think it's a new hairdo. I uh-huh. think he was wearing a hat. Either way, and forgive me, I don't know this pastor's name, but it, and and if I may be um, honest uh, in reporting here, the pastor did not apologize for praying for Trump. What he actually apologized for was he realized that he hurt some people in his congregation for praying for Trump. And he was trying to be biblically accurate mm-hmm. in praying for the leader of the country. I have less of a problem with the pastor. I don't even think he should have had to say that. Right, no. right. the president of the United States. Right. I, I, if he yeah. shows up to church, we're gonna pray for him. Yeah. I have less of a problem with him as I do the congregation that said, you, pray, you, you had the audacity <laughs> to pray for this satanic man wow. in front of our congregation. You know, I, I mean, think yeah. about that. I know that religion and politics, you know, I, I got it, separation, et cetera. But if you are a Christian, isn't the basic definition of being a Christian mm-hmm. is to pray for people? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Not people that you deem are worthy to be right. prayed for. In yeah. fact, that is a direct just contradiction yeah. to it right. in the first place. You pray. You pray for people that need to be prayed for. Right. So if you believe if you Donald think, Trump is this yeah. horrible, evil yeah. person, then by you God, you pray need to start him. praying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what and I mean? It's, it's, I had plenty of prayers for Barack Obama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Graham, you know, I mean, you say politics and religion should be separate, but I'm pretty sure politics has taken over as the new religion. Well, I say that. I say that, and, and Glenn, may, Glenn may disagree with me on that. I think separation of church and state is, is very necessary. However... 
I do believe that that uh, Christian influence mm-hmm. in some ways. I think the 501c3 that churches gained was one of the worst mistakes in a long, long time. And, and this is why. And I've said this a lot. It, it was originally meant to kind of keep the government out of the church business. Right. But what ended up happening was it Put, let the government put a muzzle mm-hmm. on the church. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't talk about those things because if you do, mm-hmm. we'll take your 501c3 away and all right. this other kind of stuff. No, you're right with Glenn on that. He's talked about that because I know they do that once a year. The churches just say, yeah, you know what? We're going to say it today and, and go ahead and challenge us in the Supreme Court. And they never do because yeah. it's completely <laughs> ridiculous. That right. you could, you know, in a place that's based on freedom of religion, you can't take the, the, the voice away from, from a pastor. I mean, that's, that's just completely nuts. Yeah, and I've had conversations with pastors, uh, no, no, you know, this is another conversation. <laughs> no mega pastor has responded to me ever mm-hmm. on my quest, on mm-hmm. my request to mm-hmm. have these discussions. But, but local pastors and smaller church pastors will all talk about it and they, you know, and they'll let you know straight up. I mean, it is kind of this unwritten rule book 101. There are just certain things that you just, you're not allowed to talk about. Yeah, and that's, and that's, yeah, that's from like, the point of yeah. the church, excuse me? Right. You exactly. know what I mean? Like, like, what? We have a First Amendment right. that protects this. It protects the church in multiple different ways, mm-hmm. uh, including freedom of speech, but also freedom of religion. Yep. Um, they put that 501c3 on them. Yeah. Like right. the, tax, the tax break isn't worth it. Uh, no. Not, not I even don't close. Think so. Um, you know, but that's, that is, I mean, yeah, and the separation of church and state as stated, like as it was initially formed, right, is like the, it's, it's the opposite of the way we talk about it now. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that we don't want the government involved in the church. We don't want them launching their own church that everyone has to belong to. Yep. That, I mean, one of the first things they did after, ta- you know, after you know, getting rid of the, con- you know, getting the Constitution all set and signed and everything was have a, a, a prayer, a prayer of government, a congressional prayer day. Go figure. Right, like it's did like, the ACLU sue them? They did not. Go they figure. Did not. They were not in existence yet. <laughs> Thank you. Thank God. But if they were, if they were, they would have. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but that's where we are now. People, pe- there are people that hate our president so much that they don't even believe that he should be yeah. prayed for. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's cra- that, that's exactly that's, who needs it. The, you know, like, the, right. I mean, obviously our leaders need it for anyway. But I mean, the, if you think someone's a horrible criminal, right? right. Like, you want to pray for them to not do that anymore. If you're right. a Christian. Right. Yeah, especially if you claim to be a Christian. <laughs> like, a Christian. That's, that's Jesus, kind of the idea. Jesus prayed and accepted Mary Magdalene. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like the same people that were criticizing Jesus for, for praying for Mary Magdalene are the same people now criticizing this yep. pastor for you praying for You can trust Trump. us because we're drinking Coors Light. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Obviously. Because, because you ain't got Jesus like I got Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to get up out of here. Like, like that's basically that's, what they're doing. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Um, Jason, yesterday's poll ties in with your topic today. What is the solution to big tech censorship? 59% said new platforms. 41% said freedom of speech laws. I mean, laws. I'm not so comfortable with the... Like we think we know that the government can't manage things, right? Like right, they can't manage exactly. the post office, they can't manage the Obamacare website. Why do we think that they'd write the, an appropriate law right. on, on, on that would be objective, especially yeah. when it was one of the first objectives of the founders to say they can't write any freedom of speech laws. <laughs> yeah, freedom of speech. Well, is, except these, yeah. and then except those. It's pretty all-encompassing. Yeah, you know, you can pretty much say what you want. You know, right. you don't have to add additional especially stuff. That's when you get when in trouble. Politics. Yeah, right the, now, the only thing that worries me about the new platform thing is you see new platforms popping up all the time. I think Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's this parlor, parlor app. Yeah, there's this that. new one called Revolution that, mm-hmm. that just launched. It's on its way. The thing that worries me about that 
is, you know, people say, well, Facebook did it to MySpace. Well, yes, but it was different times back then at the same time as well. Social media was still taking form, mm-hmm. and basically what happened was Facebook and MySpace, Facebook just won the battle yeah. is what ended up happening. It's not going to be as easy just to create a platform and take out Facebook as people like yeah. to believe it is, because how are you going to try to get well, people sure. to the new platform? Sure. I mean, you're going right. to have to use yeah. Facebook right. and these other platforms. Kind of like, kinda like uh, Elizabeth Warren when she released an ad saying that she wanted to censor Facebook on and Facebook. released it on Facebook, yeah. and then Facebook blocked it. Shockingly <laughs> yeah, enough, shocker. Facebook didn't want well, yeah. that shown. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, but Facebook is one of those revolutionary ideas, yeah. I think, that like took that. I mean, but so is the computer. Right. Right. You know what I mean? But so I mean, like, you look at the two, though. I mean, what, what has been the real. Uh, Competition for Facebook and really something like Instagram, which Zuckerberg Facebook was smart it. enough to buy. Yeah. Yeah. Right, like at some point he's going to miss one of these, right? But, um, but even yeah. today, like how many people? Like I, I know businesses still use Facebook a lot. Like media organizations still use Facebook a lot. But like I remember, like every teenager had Facebook. I know yeah, it's, n- it's none of my kids. Dramatic. It's the older, it's yeah. the right. older yeah. social media app now. They're going to Instagram well, and Snapchat, TikTok, and all this yeah. other kind TikTok of stuff is taking one, over. Yeah. It, well, it's basically the new Vine. Yes, now, it's TikTok, and but that shows you the the cultural change is Facebook and Google and YouTube love long format videos, but the newer generation mm-hmm. embraces the six to nine mm-hmm. second video mm-hmm. format of anything and how you can get any kind of point across and process any kind of anything with only six to nine seconds. That out loud rant isn't is, very long. Is, <laughs> I would like to say it's over. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I don't know. Uh, I think... Uh, Maybe. They tried to buy Snapchat, and Snapchat told them to go kick rocks, and then they just figured out what Snapchat was doing, and now we have stories. Right, yeah. exactly. You know, yeah. and so, he's no idiot. I mean, no, Zuckerberg no, is not he's dumb. not. Yeah. Uh, all right, today's poll, who is President Trump's biggest threat in 2020? I feel like we ask this question once every two weeks. I do feel like, like it's my answer changes occasionally. So. Okay, so Biden, Bernie, Warren, or Buttigieg? I think of that group. I mean, Biden still is Biden. A, it's still it's still Biden. I mean, Biden's almost too easy because he's leading by a million points. But I would say out of that other group, I would say Buttigieg. Buttigieg has a shot. I really don't. I don't think he has a very good chance of getting out of the primary. However, if he gets out of the primary, I think he is a danger to Trump, mainly because he is the exact opposite, right? Like, he's everything that the Democrats want in a candidate is to say that they're better than Donald Trump. They want to say that they're uh, uh, more under control and smarter and more accepting. And he hits all those little points for Democrats. I think he's got a chance at coming out, although, you know, I don't think it's a great chance. Mm -hmm. But if he comes out, it's going to be hard because he is... He's like the exact opposite, right? Like he's measured, he's yeah. calm. He, his his approach. I, I heard him do an interview with uh, a New York Times uh, recently, and it was a long one, and it and it killed me to listen to it. I mean, I, this is what I do for you. I mean, this is unbelievable. A sacrifice. It's a service. <laughs> but this is where he went into his. I want a forty nine point nine 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 percent tax rate. That was his big proposal. Like not fifty. Fifty no. would be crazy. He's a moderate after all. Um, <laughs> But uh, but I mean, my look, brain hurts. yeah, and <laughs> really he, does. he takes questions. He's able to ha- he handles them really well. He's he's calm. He knows about pretty much everything. He is, you know, he's a smart guy. He is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he legitimately is a smart guy. I don't know how you go from the mayor of South Bend, Indiana to the presidency. But again, we have a guy who went from the apprentice to the presidency. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's possible today. I do think out of that, out of that group, I think. 
I mean, Biden is the most obvious, and I think Biden does. Biden plays Trump's game, so yes. that will be an interesting matchup. <laughs> Buttigieg does the exact opposite. He is like, and we've seen this over and over again with presidential candidates. You know, from the really calm Carter to the more explosive Reagan to the more. Then you go back to you know, I mean, really, Bush was part of the Reagan thing. Then it was like the cool guy, no longer this old stodgy guy. And we went back mm-hmm. the other way to to Bush from the kind of you know, crazy out of control Clinton to the very much under control Bush. Then from Bush, kind of the guy who's out there kind of stuttering through his speeches to the very well-refined Obama. Obama, who's so refined to the very unrefined Trump. We tend to go opposites when we pick a new president. Now, Trump may very well win, and the next president might be four years from now, but we do tend to do that. And Buttigieg is like the, he's the, he's the, Obama selected him very early. He spoke about him multiple years ago when no one knew who he was. He's got a lot of Obama people behind him. It's, Again, do I think he's going to win? Hillary Clinton. No, but I think he's yeah. the next one. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Let right. us know what you think at The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Thanks for being with us, Graham. We need to make this more of a regular thing yeah, now that you're here. I, I don't know if you know. I live here now. I ah. do know that. Yeah, so. We'll make it more of a regular thing. I need a dressing room. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you can have Jason's. <laughs> it's, if Jason had one. It's the couch and the pink tape. Yeah. <laughs> I need a dressing room. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.